alongside with me, even though you can't see him, but you'll be able to hear him. It is the man, and he is truly the great one, Eric. Say hello to everybody. What's up, everybody? Alright. Man, we're about pretty much at this point, almost 48 hours removed from the pay-per-view homecoming, and today we're going to be uh, discussing that. Um, mainly, the point of the show, we're going to be doing reviews, and we'll do... Uh, extra segments that will get you guys involved uh, and talk more about the world of Impact Wrestling. This one is dedicated truly just to Impact Wrestling. And this is a promotion that's on the rise, especially in the last year. I think they've gotten better. I mean, in the last year, where would you say Impact has come from where they were to where they are now? Uh, great one. Um, I'd say that they've come a long way just from being able to... Um, just from the storylines that they are portraying and also the uh, the talent, the use of the talent has come a long way from where they were when they started to look a lot of talent. So, Yeah, I do like their cinematic like little vignettes they do. It's, it's unique. It is mm-hmm. different. Uh, the character development, yeah, I love what they're doing with that. So what we're going to do, like I said, this show is dedicated to Impact Wrestling. We do the Go Home Wrestling Show, which mainly covers WWE. And I'm sure we'll do other podcasts on this very network where we're going to cover other promotions. But um, it, since Great One and I are, are marks for uh, Impact Wrestling, we figured we would like to do a show about it. So, and we were deciding which one, when would we do our first show? And Great One came up with a great idea, wait till homecoming. It's the pay-per-view. We can review the pay-per-view, and it'll be a great first episode, and here we are. We're going to discuss it right now. Um, so we're going to, this is how we're going to do it. There were eight matches on the card. So what we're going to do, we're going to go match by match, describe how we felt about the match, and we're going to rate each one. And then at the end of the show, we're going to rate the show all together. And then from there, we're going to do the Impactful Wrestler of the Week, which is another segment we would do on a weekly basis. You all ready to go? Yep, I'm ready. Uh, all right, let's get right into it, man. Um, well, before we go into the ma- uh, the card, actually, I actually forgot about this. They did make this announcement. Let's talk about this real quick. Impact uh, announced that, of course, a couple weeks ago that they were going to Pursuit, which a lot of people are like, okay, what's this channel? And when I saw it, I thought it was a whole new show at first. Um, but then you found out it was a channel that's owned by Anthem, and not a lot of cable providers have it. And that was the biggest complaint. Then they fixed that problem. And they announced on the pay-per-view before the main event that they would be going to Twitch. A simulcast on both Pursuit and Twitch. What are your feelings about that? I think it's very smart. Um, I think it's smart for two reasons. One, because like you said, not a lot of cable carriers uh, have Pursuit. So it allows their audience, which they already have the channel on Twitch, it allows their audience to still be able to watch the show. And then also it it allows another area to generate revenue because it makes people want to, I mean, you know, with already having the channel, already being affiliated on Twitch, it makes people want to go subscribe to the channel. Um, if they can be in there and talk and things like that in the channel while the show is actually going on. Yeah, and that's a, it's awesome. It's another way to get um, viewer and fan interaction. Uh, I, yeah, that, that's an excellent point. But another thing I noticed, I don't know if they, if I heard this correctly, they said they wanted 15,000 
Mm-hmm. Do you know the well beyond that? I can look right now. I'm pretty sure at this point, when I looked yesterday, because I, I was like, I'm wondering how much they said they want it. And I'm going to look to where they're at now. So I'm going to go into the Impact Wrestling on the Twitch app. As of right now, they're at 62,000. I'm sorry, 62. That's a lot. They're well beyond their mark. Well, which is, they're, that, they're at, they're at 62,000 followers. They want 15,000 subscribers. Oh, mm, uh, yeah, duh. Yeah, that does make sense. I kind of missed that. <laughs> <laughs> well, either way, I mean, I mean, it's good. It, it is a big response, though. I mean, and it is positive because a lot of people out there, they know that streaming is a thing. A lot of people, for the most part, don't catch live TV. They're going to either going to catch it on the DVR. They're going to catch it on their tablet. Uh, it, there's other means of putting your product out there, and. We discussed that about another promotion on uh, Go Home Wrestling Show about AEW. If they weren't able to land a network, streaming would be the next best thing. And here it is right here. They put themselves on a channel that not everyone carries, but they put themselves on a platform that is growing by the day. Exactly. And not only that, I think it was smart because you have them on both of them. And the fact that they own Pursuit, I bet you if they do find a network, they could easily just change their lineup. Just like that. And that's, I guess they, whatever they were going for, it didn't work out. And this was the backup plan. And hey, I'll be watching it on, I, I actually have pursued, I found out, but I actually will be watching it on Twitch. Um, all right. Uh, now that we're done with that, let's go right into the pay-per-view. And like I said, we're going to review each match and rate them from one to five. Then we'll rate the show all together at the end from one to five. And then we will give our impactful wrestler of the week. So we're going into the first match. Jordan Grace making her debut, and Kira, Kira Hogan, I always mess up her name, uh, going up against Allie and Sue Young in the tag match. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll ask you real quick, uh, what would you think of that match? Um, I think it was a excellent, I think it was a great match. It was an excellent way to showcase um, Kiara Hogan's heart mm-hmm. and Jordan Grace's strength. Oh, yeah. Along with uh, keeping out the whole dark alley and Sue Young combination over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you said display the power. The the one spot in the match that I found very entertaining, and wow, it did show her power. It was the uh, power slam, power oh no, power slam power bomb combo mm-hmm. that Grace put on Young and Alley. That that was incredible, and. And you said the heart, yeah, like throughout the match, Kira Hogan did show heart. Um, and also, Allie, it's showing the darker side of her. And you saw it at the end of the match when um, Rosemary came back. Um, and that was the big surprise, too, at the end of that match. But uh, overall, it was a pretty entertaining tag match. Um, it had a story. It wasn't just thrown in. Uh, it was a little bit of a build, not a large build. But, uh, I mean, they displayed... Four knockouts that, you know, are going to be the future of the company. Uh, Jordan Grace, I could see being the top woman wrestler uh, for that division for years to come if she stays there. Um, Yeah, I actually, I think um, it was, it's, yeah, it was a short build for that particular match. Yeah. But if you think about it, this is probably the longest running storyline in Impact right now. 
Oh, um, well, yeah, with the dark, yeah. As far as Allie and Sue Young and all, yeah. yeah. As far as Allie, Sue Young, and Rosemary is concerned. Yeah, and, and yeah, and that's good. I mean, it, it shows that the creative team, they're doing a good job with it. It's not, you know, Smash TV back in the 90s where Russo, where it's uh, one week you do this and let's, you know, we'll figure it out next week. It, it, it's the it's attention to detail. And it's that very thing that we both love about Impact Wrestling is that their unique storytelling and attention to detail. You see it more and more by the week. And exactly. And with that storyline, yes, it, they are really uh, showing that. Um, so from one to five in that tag match, what would you rate that? Um, I would rate it a four point five. Just really simply. Be just simply because of the way that they, um, the way that they they put on the the knockouts, and also just uh, with the return of Rosemary and that whole, um, it was kind of expected, but um, it wasn't the way it happened wasn't what was expected. So I I actually enjoyed it a lot. All right. Well, you're going to make me seem like a bad guy, but I was going with a four. Um, For me to go a four or five, you really have to wow me. Um, I guess I'm just being a snob with this, but overall, it was a great match. Don't get me wrong, but I I don't think it was more than a four, so you're making me look like a bad guy right (laughs) off the bat here, pal. (laughs) It's okay, though. Um, But I'm going to... Oh, go ahead. Were you going to say something? No. Oh, no, okay. I was just messing with you saying I'm sorry for making you look like the bag. Ah, no, 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 it's no big deal. <laughs> I, I re- again, you got to really wow me to even get more than a four. And there yeah. have been matches like on w- WWE. Um, there were matches at Slammiversary. Like if we were to cover that, easily would have got 4.5s on quite a few matches. Now I want to remind mm-hmm. people, I did not put this in order. I'm just, we're going to match and we'll cover the main event at the end. But because um, I know that tag team match didn't, you know, it's not in order. So the next match I'm going to cover is the Willie Mack versus Sammy Callahan match. Now, this one was something that really didn't have much of a build, but it still worked. Very entertaining match. Um, Callahan, of course, wins with the pile driver. But you really, sh- like, Willie Mack really showed how athletic he is. And Sammy Callahan showing, well, why he is Sammy Callahan. That he's hashtag the draw. So overall, uh, what did you think of the match? Um, I think it was an excellent match. Um, both wrestlers really showcased why they are where they are in the mm-hmm. business. Um, Willie Mack is, especially for his size, is one of the more athletic wrestlers that you'll find. Mm-hmm. Um, has showcased a lot of talent, especially if you've seen him in Lucha Underground. And, uh, I mean, Sammy Callahan is just having Sammy Callahan. That's all you, that's all you need to say. Um, and there was a reason that he was voted impact wrestling, uh, wrestler of the year. Mm-hmm. And he definitely is, uh, deserving of that. I mean, I know he, ca- he catches a lot of flack because of what he says in social media, what he says on, you know, uh, Busted Open, the radio show on Sirius XM. I'm sure you've seen those uh, sound bites or heard the sound bites of the things he would say. Uh, 
that's just who he is. He's a, he's a heel. You're supposed to garner, you know, hate from the people. So as far as that, he does a great job. Willie Mack, man, he impresses me every time. He He's like Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. Very, you know, he's a bigger guy, but man, he could show how athletic he could do. Or even like Brian Cage. They're big guys, and they could show that they could do the moves the Cruiserweights could do, and it's awesome to see. Um, it was a very entertaining match to me. Um, the one thing I, the one thing I was shocked that that he uses the stunner as a finisher, though. It's funny. Like, have you seen anyone use the stunner as a finisher since the man that did used it for so many years? No, but I mean, Mac, uh, Mac has used it for so long. Like he, that's the only move I've ever seen him use as a finisher. Oh no, I'm not criticizing or saying. Oh, he's a ripper. No, I just, I, I like it. I love that. I was, cause I, I forgot that was his finisher, because <laughs> uh, I've seen it before. Yes, mm-hmm. my dear. Oh, hold on. I'm being offered tea. Hold on. <laughs> Thank you. I'll keep it here, okay? <laughs> She's using her freaking kitchen thing that we got her about a year ago finally all right sorry about that <laughs> oh no problem and um, my thing that i was gonna say is um you also have to understand that those moves aren't used a lot on television um but in house shows wrestlers actually do a lot of entertaining the fans more so than on television by doing things like um, doing a rock bottom in a people's elbow or using a stunner. Yeah, I saw um, the As NXT a matter video. of fact, yeah. Um, well, they do that on main event, on main roster house shows as well. So, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things where it's not normal, not widely seen, but it's actually used. Um, a perfect example, um, John Cena, you know, when he started the whole evolving thing a couple of years ago, he started using that springboard stunner. Yeah. So. Uh, I can't remember. Did Shrek Boy use it? No, he used the, uh, uh, it was the franchiser. And he'd used the no, modified. Shark Boy, he actually did end up, when he started doing the whole uh, Stone Cold impression. He did then start using. The oh, stuff. he did do. Oh, okay, I remember the yeah. time when he was using the. It was like a, a modified version of the franchiser, which is like a stunner in a way. Uh, it was mm-hmm. different. All right, so uh, going on with that Sammy Callahan Willie Mac match, what would you rate that from one to five? Um, I would say a four. Mm. I'm with you if it's a four because that it was a great match. It was a four to me. Yeah. I would say it was a four, um, just because it wasn't. It was it was a good match. It was a great match, but like you said, there wasn't anything that just completely awestruck you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, again, it, it was to get two guys like that on that show, especially a big show like this. Um, mm-hmm. But it still worked. It did still work, and. Uh, yeah, very little built, but they pulled it off at the end. So, yeah, I give it a four because it was just an incredible wrestling match. And at the end of the day, it is professional wrestling. All right, so going on from that to the next match. Now, this is the match I was looking forward to 
pretty much only, I would say, third in line as far as the most. Eddie Edwards going up against Moose. Um, this has history. Really good build going into this matchup. And if people don't know, uh, well, I'll give it to you in brief a brief summary. Um, Moose turned on Eddie Edwards. Eddie Edwards gets obsessed when he wants to defeat someone. It was to the point that his wife had to uh, 302 him. And in that time, he met Raven that helped him break out. And, of course, he attacked Moose and sets up the match. <laughs> so that's the quickest way I can explain it. But, I mean, there has been good, uh, there was a history, and it was a good storyline. Before, what were, going into this match, what was your expectations for this one? Um, I expected it to be a great match. Um, there was, a, of course, a lot of back and forth as far as the, the promos have, were concerned. And I do actually have to give Moose credit, um, because with, even when he first came to uh, Impact, he wasn't that good on the mic but he has slowly started to improve mm-hmm. um, so yeah I, I really enjoyed the build up uh, to the match itself yeah I, it, was, it was great and Moose from a year ago to now yeah there is a big difference I love the one thing I love about Moose the most as far as his character is the fact that he wears this ridiculous crap every week. It's uh, it's like he goes to the thrift shop every week and p- finds the most ridiculous shit, and boom, he buys it, puts it on. I love that, and of course, Eddie Edwards, I like that psychotic style. It is like a new version of uh, Tommy Dreamer. That's the best way I could say it. It's a new version yeah. of that, and I've seen that before, living in Philadelphia, uh, been to well over 100 ECW shows. I could see that guy in him and I could see an influence as well um, yeah you had a plenty of good spots in that match though you had Edwards and it was a lot of Edwards though it was weird though like even though Moose got some offense but it was more it was a little bit dominated by Edwards going into this or into this match and um, you had the big suplex on the chairs you had the back body drop uh, over the ropes onto the rail that was propped up by the steps I mean, there, there was a plenty of good spots in this match, but it was kind of one-sided. Um, but the ending was awesome when his wife came out, Alicia Edwards came out, and uh, first you thought she was going to stop Eddie from, you know, doing what he was doing all along and obsessing, the, you know, the, the beat Moose. And, of course, she takes the cane, whacks him, gives it back to him, pretty much giving him approval, go ahead. And, of course, he gets that win. Uh, I mean... Is there anything else you would like to say about this match? Because to me, it was just, it was a good match. It was a good grudge match to settle a feud. No, um, it was, like you said, it was a perfect grudge match to, to settle um, settle things, especially the things um, that happened within this feud. Um, I do think, like you said, it was, um, it was a back and forth match um, as far as the offense. But like you said, the bigger spots were more on Eddie's side. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think would be because Eddie would, with more experience than Moose, Eddie would be able to pull them off better. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I can understand that one. Um, but yeah, and then for uh, her to come out at the end of the match um, and that surprise ending, yeah, I, I think it was a great match all the way around. Also, yeah, you made a good point, like, 
like the one side, but it showed the desperation. That that was right. the, that was the part. If you you're in the ring, you're telling a story, and right there, he showed that he it was desperation, and he wanted to do whatever it took to defeat Moose. He was betrayed mm-hmm. by him, and he was going to make sure that he regretted that. And boy, did he! Because he put a beat into him, even though it was back and forth. But the bigger moves was Edwards putting that on Moose. I mean, they both did an incredible job. And uh, overall, believe it or not, here we go. You're going to get your first four or five. That's how good that match was. Psychologically, as far as a grudge match, yeah, you're not getting the traditional wrestling match, but it it did its job. It told a great story. And see, I'm going to give it a four or five, and, and I completely agree with you. And what people don't understand is that um, a lot of times that the gimmick matches were originally meant to be the matches that settled the score. Yeah. So that's why this match was perfect for what it was, was because of the fact that it was a a match to to settle the score between the two. And then I'm giving it a four or five. Um, just simply off of the ending with Alicia Edwards coming out and waylaying Moose with the kendo stick. Oh, dude. And it was a good spot. And it was like, when I was like, oh, no, she's going to break it up. And then when she, you know, hit him and it's like, she gave him approval. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. They didn't ruin it. They did not ruin exactly. it. And, uh, so we both agree. Four or five for that. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay. And we're going to move along to the well, going from a grudge match to a monsters ball match, and that is a bit abyss going up against Eli Drake. Now, a lot of people were speculating about a few months ago was was Eli Drake going to continue with Impact? Was he going to resign? Obviously, we know the answer because he's still around. But overall, um, going into this match, my expectations was very low. If no disrespect to Abyss, okay, he's a legend in the TNA Impact world. But age can be a bitch at times. And we've seen that with Shawn Michaels at uh, the Super Show now a, a few months ago. Sometimes it could it work. But when you're not a full-timer, you're not a regular. I know he does something with OVW, but that's far and few between as well. It, it just, it, it could go bad. So my expectations were low. Now, I don't know if you felt the same way. Was there any expectations uh, high or low for this match going into it? Um, mine were kind of medium because, like you said, of age and stuff. But this has always been Abyss's wheelhouse. Oh, it definitely is. Well, Max is pretty much his creation in a way. Exactly. So it's always been my. uh, It was that that medium, um, but it was also I look at it as um, Abyss. To the monsters ball is the Undertaker to a casket match. Yeah, the match is made for him. Yeah, perfect. Exactly. Perfectly said. It's made specifically for him. Yeah, and he doesn't always have to win the match to look good in the match. Yeah. And, and, well, here we go. All right, so we had our expectations for the match. Well, were we wrong? Let's find out. Alright, Biss and Eli Drake in a Monsters Ball match. Eli Drake saying that he is the king of hardcore. Uh, stay in there, sweetheart. I'll be right in. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, bye-bye, honey. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, yeah, Eli, we, 
was claiming he's the king of hardcore. Abyss is going to show him that he is still the king of hardcore as far as the impact world. Um, there were plenty of good spots. Um, of course, we'll talk about the main one that was pretty scary. But at the end of the match, um, you had Eli break a paddle, a rowing paddle, over Abyss for the victory. But, I mean, we'll talk about the spots. So, overall, what did you think of the match? Um... Overall, I think it was a good match. Not great, um, just because of some of the botches. Um, mm -hmm. But overall, it was it was a good match. It was a decent match. Um, had the botches not happened, then we would may have considered it a good, too great match. Um, but overall, it was it was good for the type of match that it was. Um, it was classic abyss, um, you know, especially the thumbtacks, the Janice. Um, you got to see all the things that you wanted to see out of abyss. Um, you saw him hit the black hole slam. You saw him hit the choke slam. Um, the, and what got me was, even though I think it was not the smartest idea, but it was a good idea wrestling wise to involve the referee at that point when um, the referee got hit with the tats in the face. Oh, yeah. And I want to talk about that ref because I noticed him in the recent TV episodes. He just seems awkward in the ring. I don't know if you yeah. see how, like, how he stands. <laughs> and that's the one thing you're not supposed to really notice in a wrestling match, but that guy just seems a little weird. He has... I, I'm telling you, you know who he looks like. Obviously, you know what he looks like. Watch him the next time he referees a match. Watch how awkward he is. I just noticed that in that match and then the TV tapings. He's just very weird. But yeah, the tax in the... Ah, uh, yeah, that was a little weird, but... Well, it, w it was, but if you think about it, it was a good way to play with um, that whole thing because yeah. of the fact that, um, you know, he ended up hitting the black hole slam at that point but wasn't able to pin him because of the uh, the ref with the tax in the eye. Yeah. So I think it was a good way to, to play into the match. Um, I just don't think that that particular ref was the right person to do it. Yeah, and again, yeah, the close footage, it doesn't really hurt like Abyss in a way. And I don't think it matters at this point, but... Um... It still like, didn't show his weakness because he could have had the victory. He could have beat Eli. Um, mm -hmm. But, it, yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying with that. Uh, the one thing I wanted to get your uh, take on was obviously the spot with the cookie sheet. He was, Eli was slamming Abyss with the cookie sheet, and then he did the uh, belly to belly. <laughs> As Abyss is hanging from the middle rope, he's, he's halfway outside of the ring. He does the belly to belly. He goes through the table, Eli Drake, but then he falls awkwardly on his head. When you first saw that, I mean, how did you how did you feel when you saw that? Um, it was kind of it was one of those things where it was kind of scary because you wanted to make sure that Eli didn't hurt himself. Um, but it was one of those things where they tried to do something that just didn't work. Um, and it worked to an extent, but it with a lighter wrestler that could have taking the the bump and the twist easier yeah um, it would have worked better mm -hmm. so it just wasn't the right 
it wasn't right to do that with a biz. It, it wasn't going to work right. Yeah, because Biz went straight down on his head after that. That was mm-hmm. like, it was scary. Uh, well, when you see it from multiple angles, he really like, he didn't land straight down on his head. But it, I'm telling you, if he didn't hit the apron at first, he might have. That right. was the thing that saved him, but he still went down on his head, just not as hard. He would have went straight down. It would have been a whole different mm-hmm. story. And mm-hmm. a lot more scarier, that's for sure. It, it was moments like that. It was like, ugh. I get what they were trying to do. But again, did it work? It, 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 I guess it, if it was probably executed perfectly, we would be speaking differently about it right now. But for the right. fact that it was kind of a botched uh, spot, and I hate to say that in a negative way, just it just didn't work out completely. Um, it would be we'd be saying something different right now, but um, right. overall, oh, go ahead. You had something else? No, I was gonna say another perfect example of what you were just saying was the whole um uh point where he tried to tie his hands with the ties. Oh yeah, and he was trying as as big as abyss is. There's no way that he was gonna be, and I I knew it when he first started. There was no way that he was going to be able to do it with one. But I don't know why he even started with one and then had to make it, then had to try to do two. And it it wouldn't work. And so they had to completely change what they were going to do there because what he was trying to do didn't work when if he went with two in the first place. All that time wouldn't have been spent, you know, on something that wasn't going to actually work right. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, that was yeah another spot where <laughs> you put the time to handcuff him and breaks away like just like that. Mm-hmm. But um, I right, will give him for what we saw. We had low expectations, but I mean it, they pulled off a decent match. And again, this is a guy that was in there full time or going up against Eli Drake, but they still made it work. But I guess the only way we can find out how you took the match. What would you rate it from one to five? Um, I would say a three five at the most. Right, you're more generous than me. I was actually going three. Um, again, I, I think if there was a couple spots that they it worked, if it worked out better, again, would have been a higher rating. We would mm-hmm. speak more positively with it. But overall, we we would see what they were trying to do. And obviously, Eli was in a spot where. Because of you know the contract dispute and all, they didn't know what to do with him. And now that right. they, we know for sure he's staying there, the fact that, you know, you'll probably see him in a better program after this. I mean, they did what they had to do. And it worked uh, to a certain extent. I still enjoyed the match overall, but it, it could have been so much better. But, again, I think if it was yeah. 10 years earlier, it would be a different story, actually. Mm-hmm. All right. Exactly. Now, we go from to a grudge match. We come from a, uh, a Monsters Ball match. And now we're going to talk about the Tag Team Championships. LAX putting their titles on the line against the Lucha Brothers. I'll tell you now, expectations through the roof for this one. And holy crap, they did not disappoint me. At all. Uh, It was fast-paced, as thought. Close finish by Lucha in the first two minutes of the match. Which gave you that false sense of like, oh, LAX might drop these titles. And... Of course, we know the results of the match, but it was a lot of innovative offense from both teams. And, of course, LAX retained after a series of moves, ending with a reverse suplex on a 
on Phoenix for the win. Thank you, y'all boy. <laughs> um, overall, I have to get your feelings on the match because me, I was blown away. And we'll get into it later why I think this is probably the match of the night. But go ahead. Um, I, I think that it was, like you said, very, very high expectation. Um, just from the history of knowing what uh, LAX can do as a team. And then not only that, but knowing what the Lucha Brothers could do individually and as a team. So um, very high expectation, but mm -hmm. again, like you said, it did not disappoint. No, it didn't. Great match all the way around. Great back and forth offense. Um, great high spots that um, were hit on both sides. Yep. Um, excellent innovative offense. And then, you know, like you said, the close finish at the beginning to make you think, uh-oh, they, they could actually lose these titles. And then also to to see um, the it just be you know the end of it with Conan coming out and and it's just being a match between two sets of friends mm -hmm. um, and for them to put on that type of match um, as far as the storyline is concerned was yeah that was in my opinion that was probably match of the night as well yeah. Um, you know, go back to what you were just saying. It was two teams that were friends, but ego got in the way because you see Conan like, oh, you know, the Lucha Brothers are challenging you guys for the titles. Let's keep it a good, friendly competition. Of course, ego got in the way. But at the end, you know, they shook hands. They hugged. I mean, they are friends after all at the end of the uh, match, at the end of the day. But, yeah, dude, incredible match. And I even at that match, dude, I, I shit you not, I'm not lying to you guys. I got caught. A couple times standing up going holy shit holy shit with some of the the offense that was going on in that match some of the moves it just blew me away man mm -hmm. these are literally i could put it up there literally top five both of them are in the top five in the world right now i would go out of the limb and just say that because who else besides maybe the young bucks anyone in wwe level i don't know I mean, I guess you you got the Usos you could possibly put right now. But, I mean, overall, I mean, those are two of the greatest tag teams and put on a hell of a show. Um, yeah, um, I completely agree. There's, uh, like you said, um, if you think about it, as far as tag teams are concerned, you may say um, the Usos, you may say... Um, the Young Bucks, you may say uh, L.I.J. from New Japan. Oh, yeah. Uh, Good one. But it's, and there's not many tag teams that you're going to say are better than those two tag teams and that would put on the match that those two tag teams put on. Oh, no. It, it, I That, honestly, because watching that I, I didn't have a good night's sleep, so I was still kind of groggy. But I was into the I was into the show and all. But dude, that literally was like having coffee. It got me going. It was a match that like perked me up, and I was awake. I was wide awake watching the show. Um, exactly. A, incredible match, and I, I hope to see another match between them two. Because given what not uh, Pentagon Junior said, he doesn't care to be a world champion anytime soon. 
He said he's enjoying doing a tag team with Phoenix. So, hopefully we could see, you know, a possible another match between the two and they get the titles. Because LAX has had it for well over a year now, right? The tag titles? Yeah, they are actually the longest reigning uh, tag champs in Impact history. And that says a lot because, I mean, they are a deserving tag team to have such a, you know, record. Um, yeah, definitely. All right, yep. so we didn't we didn't give a rating. So, what would you rate that match? Um, that match I would give a five. You know what? I won't disagree with you. I I definitely would give a five. It there was nothing that went wrong. Everything yeah. per- it was perfect. No botches. Mm-mm. Um, great storytelling in the match. I mean, everything about the match was excellent. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I would I would give that match a five definitely. All right, well, well they retain the tag titles. Hopefully, we uh, we would like to see who they would face next. I would like to see a possible uh, rematch between them two because that's how uh, good that match was. It, it, well, it's beyond good. It was excellent. Anything beyond excellent, just throw that word in there, okay? All right. <laughs> so we go from a tag title match to a X division title match. The Ultimate X. Ethan Page, Jake Crist, Trey Miguel, and Rich Swan go at it for the honors to become the new Impact X Division champion. Chris was uh, forfeited by Brian Cage. The option C, they'll go on and take uh, take on uh, Johnny Impact for the Impact World Championship. So, here we go. The winner of this match, there was going to be a new champion regardless. Um, again, just like the tag team match, fast-paced action, which you would expect in an X Division um match, especially an Ultimate X match. Um, Of course, Ethan Page was the biggest guy, but he really stood out and showed that he could, you know, he could do the same moves they can. Um, Another guy I should mention, that I didn't mention earlier, um, he didn't look too uncomfortable. I think the best spot, like, there was a lot of good spots, but the moonsault from Trey Miguel off the uh, post on the outside... That you had all these like dives, and then you had him go up as high as he could, and did that incredible moonsault onto the guys on the outside. But uh, mm-hmm. there was plenty of good spots. But at the end, Rich Swan pulled it off, got the belt, and he is your new Impact Wrestling X Division Champion. Now I gave you everything from the notes I had, and I'd like to hear what you had about the match. What did you think of it, and what would you rate it? Um, I think it was a great match. Um, it was exactly what you wanted in Ultimate X. Yeah. You um, wanted the dive, wanted the high, wanted the move where people were being pulled off of the the X into moves and things like that. Um, so it was a excellent match. I do think that um, I was what I was very very excited for the Trey Miguel um, moonsault. Mm-hmm. But I also it also made me think this isn't something that we haven't seen recently. Um, because if you think about it, it was kind of ricochet esque as ah. far as what Ricochet did at War Game. Yeah. Um, no, so it, I get what you're saying there. That's a that's a way to point that out. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was my only thing about that was um, that was my only thing about the entire the entire match was that um, 
we would always we used to always give WWE uh uh you know it we used to always have issues when they would have something that was similar to what Impact or somebody else was doing. Yeah. But in this instance, it was something that was done in Impact that was very similar in in an extent to what was done in WWE. Um, again, I mean, pretty much when you think about it, everything just as pretty much been done. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know what? This, even though you've seen that spot before, but it actually worked in this match. I mean, everyone no, was doing suicide dives, and yeah, I, I know you weren't like down in it, and I, you, it was great for you to point that out. I actually forgot about that, but overall, it worked, and it was a great match. I, I, I would love. Obviously, you don't want this to be, you know, it, it get boring and do it a lot more often. But I hope they do it more than once a year, mm-hmm. uh, or once every once in a while. I mean, at least once a year they should do this type of match, and it was an incredible match. Um, it definitely dis- it disappoint and and what'd you give the rating? What'd you rate that match? Um, I rated that match a four. A four? Um, mm-hmm. uh-huh. um I think it was possibly a tie for the third best match of the night. Oh, okay. Um, so I gave it a four. Um, like I stated, it was it was excellent all the way around. You didn't really see any botches or anything like that. Um. So yeah, I gave it a four. I, I did like the fact that uh, Rich Swan won the match. Um, I liked the fact that Ethan Page showcased his athleticism, mm-hmm. even with being the biggest guy in the ring. Um, so yeah, I gave it a four because it was a very, very solid match. You know, and it's funny going for where Rich Swan was what a year ago compared to now. Man, he came a long way. And I'm happy for him because he is a great, great professional wrestler. And for him to leave that, well, I guess, I won't say, the stranglehold of the WWE and come out and make a name for yourself outside, which, you know, some people have. But, I mean, he made a big splash pretty quick in Impact Wrestling. Also, in MLW, he's doing a pretty good job over there as well. But, yeah, he walked out of Nashville with your X Division Championship. And good for him, and congratulations. I mean, it, it was well-deserved. He did a great, great job, along with everyone else. Everyone else did a great job. Oh, and I forgot to rate it. I give that a uh, four as well. All right. Do um, you have anything else before we go on to the women's title match? Uh, nope. All right. All right, then we're going to go to another title match, <laughs> and that is... Then knockout championship. You got Tessa Blanchard putting the title on the line against Taya Valkyrie. Uh, awkward start for the beginning of the match for Taya, though. She There was a few botches you saw. They were getting a little fast-paced, and I guess she wasn't keeping up with Tessa at first. But eventually, um, she caught up. It just it was an awkward start. Uh, she botched the Hurricane, which was very, very obvious. Not trying to point out like any negatives, but... You've seen that there was a slow start, but they picked up the pace. They got the chemistry, and by the end of the match, they pulled off a pretty good match. But um, you had... Um, now, I'm going to ask you this, because this is all over social media. Um, the Dick's Alpha Tire sign. Did you, by any chance, see that? No, I didn't. <laughs> you didn't? Rewatch uh-uh. that match. When they go out to the outside, when Tessa goes to the outside in the corner... And Tyler goes after her. 
look into the crowd. Because it's all, and you, you can even go on Twitter pretty much right now and find that because <laughs> it's all over social media. They get, Dick's yeah. out for side. I just yeah, had to point that on. out. I thought that was funny as hell. Uh, <laughs> of course, he had a fall finish um, when Gal Kim uh, got knocked down and Blanchard hit Taya with the DDT, which was his signature DDT. Now, you, you were saying earlier in the night that, you know, Abyss got his. Uh, signature move on Eli Drake and because of the referee you know not able to get the count he didn't get the victory same thing happened here but you know what I think it was good because I think it's set up for a possible rematch between the two and um cushing at the fall after a code break of a test she only got a two count which was another false finish but then she was getting upset because she felt Gail Kim was doing a slow count so she started attacking her Kim ha- uh, Gail Kim had enough and hit tested with the eat the foot. That allowed Tyler to hit her finisher for the one, two, three. And there you are, your new Impact Wrestling Knockouts champion, Taya Valkyrie. What did you think of the match, man? Um, I thought it was, uh, just like you said, it was a great match. It was, um, it did start off slow. Um, and I think that was just uh, partially because if you look at it, there was some slight uh, you you have to remember that Taya has only wrestled a few times since coming back from her injury um, as far as impact is concerned Um, so there was you know the slight slow slow start but overall I think it was actually a great uh, it was a great match Um, excellent you know storytelling within the match to Mm -hmm. continue the the feud not only between Tessa and Taya, but to continue the the bad energy between Tessa and Gail Kim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, there because was a lot that's of heat there. exactly, and that's there that heat has actually been there since Tessa came in, and she kind of brushed off Gail Kim. So it was kind of a thing where. It also builds not only that there could be a rematch between Tessa and Taya, but if for whatever reason, say for instance, Bound for Glory, um, that they that Gail Kim decides to come out of retirement, mm-hmm. it allows for a storyline between Gail Kim and Tessa. Oh, yeah, this is definitely something there. They planted the seeds, and whether if there's a rematch. Uh, the next pay-per-view or the next uh, one night only, whatever they decide to do. You know there's going to be a rematch. But yeah, like I said, yeah, it was a rough start for Taya. But uh, towards the end, they had it together. It went well. They told a great story. Uh, it was a very entertaining match. Uh, and again, you got a new knockouts champion. Um, oh, thank you, Buck Nasty. <laughs> and for people that are listening to us, we are streaming this live on Twitch, YouTube, Mixer. So when we stop and uh, respond to a thing in chat, you can watch the show with us. It, we would normally be on Mondays. We had technical difficulties yesterday, so that's why we're recording today. But uh, yes, uh, you can watch us live on Mondays, but it's various times. So just make sure when you follow us on either one of these platforms, you have notifications on. So you can be able to watch and watch us and comment as we uh, talk, do the show. All right, so going back to it, um, what would you rate that match? Um, with that match, I would have to give it. Um, 
I would say a four. Oh, you're giving um, it a four? All right. Yeah. Um, only because I think that had it not been, had they not had the slow start, and like you say, the botch with the um, Hurricanrana, yeah, with the Hurricanrana, yeah, then I think that it would have actually exceeded the expectations that we had for the match. Uh, um, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. I agree with you. I, I just have to go through five because of that. And right. I, that's where I put, go ahead. Finish what you were saying. I'm sorry, I didn't interrupt it. No, I was just saying. So that 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 was the reason that I gave it a four, um, and only and, and also I was taking I was taking into account the um, the whole history of Taya being you know injured for a while and just coming back recently as well. You know, and that is your point that uh, right there. Yeah, it's the fact that yeah she she's still kind of fresh coming back from an injury some people bounce back like it's nothing some have a hard time it's just it, it's like that in every sport everything when you're taking out of your element for a little bit and getting thrown right back into it you either hit right away or you don't um so yeah i mean that's a good point that you made right there you got to take that into consideration it, like i said even though they caught up at the by the end of the match i still have to give that a three five um it was still a good match but it was a three five for me, but hey, I mean, that's why we have our our opinions. We can agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so let's get into it. We going to cover the last match of the show. It was your main event for the Impact World Championship. Brian Cage taking the option C, forfeits his X Division title and challenges Johnny Impact for the Impact World Championship. Um. And here we are. Johnny, in the beginning of the match, used a lot of innovative offense to gain the upper hand because he had to against a guy that is powerful as the machine, Brian Cage. Of course, uh, there was a couple of good moves that uh, Cage did to counter. Uh, that great sunset flip that he turned into a suplex in mid-move. Uh, another cool spot was uh, when uh, Johnny Impact hit Cage with the 450 knee to the face on the outside. A suicide dive was awesome. Yeah, a couple of false finishes. Of course, the Starship Pain. And then, um, then you had uh, Johnny Cage did a fury of moves. It was a combination that ended with a uh, powerbomb. I mean, you had all these false finishes, all these great spots. But, of course, at the end, Johnny Impact retains the world championship. And I got to ask you, what did you think of the match? Um... I thought it was an excellent way around. I think that, um, like you say, there were the spots. You didn't really see any botches. You saw great, no. uh, great spots. I mean, if you look at the the parkour that Impact uh, added into the match, especially with like the flip off the, the top rope to the outside. Mm-hmm. So I think it was it was excellent. Um, and uh, then I think, you know, with, with the ending as well and with what happened after the match, um, oh, we had, we not already, yeah. Yeah, had we not already had the Lucha Brothers versus LAX match, this probably would have been my match of the night. Yeah, uh, I agree with you on that because 
Again, it, it was like you have impact. He's not the most powerful. I mean, he's a strong guy. But going up against Brian Cage, you, you got to do something to gain the upper hand. And he definitely did that. It, it showed in that match. And again, these were two guys that were friends as well. I mean, they put that in that storyline. And now this is for the world title. Friendship goes out the window at this point. And, I mean, they told a great story. Impact did a great job to show the, you know, like as he's telling the story, he's got to do what it takes to gain the upper hand. Brian Cage is someone you can't match power, you know, with. You definitely aren't going to do that, okay? Especially with someone like Brian Cage. But, I mean, I think on both ends, they did an incredible job. Um, Brian Cage did what he had to do. But, of course, the way they ended with the distraction from the uh, guy from the Survivor, referee being out of position, being in the ring, uh, outside of the ring, trying to defuse that situation when Brian Cage um, hit his finisher on the impact. When he hit him with that finisher, I thought for sure the referee would come in there and we might have a new champion. It didn't happen. Just like how you said, the, the, there was that, you're going to see a possible uh, rematch with Tessa Blanchard and Taya Valkyrie. I could see a rematch happening with this because of what happened outside of the ring. That was the, the factor, the contributing factor to Impact's victory. What do you feel about that? Um, I agree. Because it could also be the catalyst for a heel turn on one, one of their parts. A heel turn from uh, Cage? Either one. I, I would like Cage to be the heel. If it was me, if I was booking him, I would love Cage. Wouldn't he be... Like, Impact would... Johnny Impact would be a a good heel. I think the better move would probably be uh, Brian Cage. That's me. And you need... I think you would need that monster, you know, heel on that roster. I mean, you have Killer Cross. That's... He's a good heel. Um, You got Moose. Good heel. But when you have a monster like that as a heel... I, I, it would be good for Impact to have someone like that as a heel. But again, he, the fans love him because they do that freaking the Terminator. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Mm-hmm. They do the claps and he gets interaction. Oh no, you can turn him. It, it's simple as that. You, you could do something dastardly and you could change the opinion of the fans. Um, so given for what you saw, obviously there was high expectations. And after the end of the match... What would you give that? Uh, what would you rate it from one to five? Um, that match would get a five. Wow! Just because of how they did the whole the, uh, I mean, like I say, it was you didn't see budget. Mm-hmm. Um, you saw great storytelling as far as the match is concerned, mm-hmm. and then to add to that. The ending, um, which in my opinion was a, was the icing on the cake for the whole show, I gave it a five. Um, see, here's the one. Like, I I would have probably given that. Here is something that I didn't like at the end of the match, or even after the match. I guess you would say, was the Killer Cross running. It didn't make sense to me. It really didn't. I get what they were doing because he, he tried to offer his services to Impact. Impact uh, refused. But then after the match, he attacks him. 
I, I just didn't get that. It just seemed like a WCW finish to me, if you get what I'm saying. And for anyone that's old enough to get that reference, I'm sure they'll understand. It was just a little too weird. It just was placed a really bad... It, it was a bad placement. I think well, if... if I, he, oh, go ahead. I understand where you're coming from, but if you know Killer Cross's character... And you look at the fact that everything he does is calculated. I, I get what you're saying with that. I do get what you're saying with that. Yeah. You can see that he would more than likely was always trying to get on Johnny's good side just to get close enough to get the title anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I get it as far as that. I'm talking about the, like, the placement. Wouldn't you think it would have been better if he would attack him in the match? Or do you think that would have set up a three-way that would not make sense? I don't, yeah, I think that wouldn't have made, that would have set up a three-way, which would not have, at that point, there was no reason for Cross to do, to have any issues with Byron Cage, I mean, with Brian Cage. So, um, I think it was better to do it after the match, um, because it, it puts more heat between the two. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially with it happening, especially with what happened to Taya. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the power bomb off the stage, that was, well, to the fans, the quote unquote fans. Yeah, well, yeah, there were plants. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that gained a lot of heat, obviously, when, especially when you attack a woman. Uh, and I just found, yeah, I get that point, but I think the placement was a little weird for me. I don't know. I, I, again, uh, some people enjoyed it. Some people didn't. I mean, not so much on that. But overall, right. I give that match a uh, four. Um, it wasn't exactly the Aries match, you know, that Impact had. I thought that was a great match, yeah, despite that awful reaction at the end of it for what Aries did. That was an incredible match. This was a good match, too. Um, I, I wish there was a little bit more. I think the survivor, you know, the people disrupted from the outside. I get what you were trying to do. It's probably going to set up another match between the two. Um, I think it was some that kind of took it away from me. Um, but yeah, it was a four. I, I gave that a four, and and don't take away from anything from them. They they did an incredible job. All right. Um, now that we're done covering all the matches, let's as the as the whole show from one to five. What would you give it? Um, I would actually give it a four and a quarter. Four and a quarter. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, I would give it a four out of five. Um, like I said, the Monsters Ball match. You know, there were some things that were a little off with that match, um, and a couple of matches. But honestly, it, if it was anything like Bound for Glory, though, like Bound for Glory for me was a Five slammer rotary easily five. This one kind of missed, so I give it a four. And now the final segment of the show is where we give the award to the most impactful wrestler of the week. Um, I have mine simply for the fact that he did put a good well, they it's a duo duo that did it, and that is LAX retaining the tag team champions. They are the impact wrestlers of the week. Uh, who do you have for the Impact Wrestler of the Week? Um, mine would actually be uh, not just a duo, but it would be that, and it would be everybody that was involved in that match. 
Oh, so you're going to give the whole match <laughs> the award this yeah. week. Hey, you know what? Uh, yeah. That works. It works because they all deserve it. All right. Well, so you give it to LAX along with the Lucha Brothers, Ray Phoenix and Pentagon Jr. Uh, I'm just going to go with LAX because put on a incredible, incredible match, but they retain the titles. All right. Well, that will take us to the end of the show. Again, everyone, you can catch us live every Monday. So follow us either on Mixer, YouTube, or Twitch. And make sure you hit that notifications uh, bell on YouTube and notifications on Mixer and Twitch so you can know when we go live and you can chat Impact Wrestling with us. You can follow us on Twitter at I'm under wrestling underscore go. He's at the great one 1999. And... If you don't catch us live, you can listen to us, and uh, I'm, I'm sure you'll probably listen to us right now, but here's the other platforms you can listen to us. You can listen to us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Overcast, and Spotify. Okay, um, that's it for me. Do you have anything else before we go? No, nope, just hope to see everybody next time. Oh, yeah, and thank you for tuning in to the inaugural <laughs> episode of the Impactful Pack podcast i'm ej he's the great one we'll see you next week thank you for tuning in later everybody Peace.